Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to address the question, does minimizing your taxes as much as possible impair your ability to borrow? Now, the answer to that question is often yes. Uh, So the follow-up question then is, is it worth paying a higher amount of tax just in order to increase your borrowing capacity to allow you to invest more sooner. And related to that is uh, there's going to be times when uh, your focus should be on minimising taxes uh, and therefore minimising taxable income. And But there's also going to be years when you should be focused on perhaps maximising taxable income in order to maximise your borrowing capacity, depending on what investment plans you have at that particular time. So I guess it's the integration between planning out your taxes and the conversations that you have with your accountant and the resultant decisions that you make there that that impact then your borrowing capacity and therefore your ability to meet your financial investment goals, but also potentially lifestyle goals as well. So that's a, uh, a long preamble into this, uh, into this topic. But I've seen over the years, lots of people sort of cut their nose off despite their face. That is, they're, they're, they've got a really dogged approach to minimizing taxes, but then don't realize that actually, um, they'd be better off paying a little bit of tax and therefore having some borrowing capacity and therefore getting into the market. Cause the opportunity cost is significant, right? If, if you focus on minimizing taxes, you could spend years on the sidelines, uh, without being able to invest. Which brings me to a point where that, you know, even a small increase in your taxable income can actually have, or a modest increase in your taxable income can actually have a, a pretty big impact on borrowing capacity. So let's consider someone that, um, has a hundred and fifty, an income of hundred and fifty thousand. They're able to, um, through planning, which I'll get to, uh, increase their income, taxable income to say a hundred and eighty seven. So an extra thirty seven thousand dollars. Now, if you're going to declare a higher income, $37,000 of higher income, it means you're going to pay $15,000 more in tax. You know, so, um, so obviously you, you know, there's a cost associated with doing that. But by doing that, you actually increase your borrowing capacity by about approximately $300,000. So if you're declaring, um, you know, the difference between declaring 150 grand versus $187,000 could be the difference between, say, uh, your investment budget is half a million dollars, but uh, compared to eight hundred thousand dollars. Now, eight hundred thousand, holding all things equal, eight hundred thousand dollars is going to allow you to invest in a much better quality property, and a better quality property therefore exhibits lower investment risk. So that is, it's got higher probability of actually working and delivering good quality returns, but also, and uh, a higher quality property will will um, deliver better returns. So a entry-level property, which is the half a million dollar property, might deliver maybe six and a half, seven percent compounding growth. Whereas a, a better quality property is probably going to deliver one percent higher than that. So maybe seven and a half to eight percent. And so the compounding impact out of that after over a 10 year period can be over a half a million dollars in today's dollars. So what would you rather do? Pay an extra 15 grand of tax this year get yourself a better property and in 10 years be half a million dollars better off or save 15 grand. And that's really solidifies, I guess, this whole uh, sort of topic. So over the years, I've seen people, particularly in uh, self-employed people that um, declare very minimal tax. And I'm not convinced that they're obviously 
are always using uh, strategies that are, are completely legal. Um, but, you know, you've seen it where people ostensibly uh, have very successful businesses but very low taxable income. So putting aside, I, th- I guess, the, the moral and ethical obligation to pay our fair share of tax um, and just looking at their selfish um, uh, benefits or pros and cons, um, uh, minimizing your taxes is going to really retard your ability to build wealth. Now, that is true, I think, in most markets, but particularly in this tight credit environment. And given that low-doc loans, or often called liar loans or, or self-declared income loans, uh, given that they're all but disappeared now, um, there are no other solutions for people. So it's either declare your income and pay your tax and have your borrowing capacity or don't, but realise the compounding impact of that. Now, when it comes to tax planning, there's obviously several strategies that your tax accountant and that we in our business employ to, um, I guess, alter, legally alter the amount of income that you might declare in any one year. So it could be delaying the receipt or billing of income for example, you know, for people in business, if they've got some bills to send out, maybe they'll hold on to them to minimize and, and send them out in July instead of June. Similarly, um, prepaying expenses or bringing forward expenses into the current financial year. So, you know, you're planning to upgrade a computer system or buy a new car or do something like that. Uh, you might be uh, encouraged to do that in June rather than leaving it until September, for example. Um, claiming proportion of Expenses that you um, incur personally, so things like home office, phone, car, these sorts of things, um, and potentially distributing to people outside your immediate family in order to reduce your tax payable. Uh, it's not always going to be um, a good thing from a lending perspective. I mean, a lot of banks will uh, will understand what you've been doing, but some banks will say, well, it was di- distributed to someone else, so it's no longer your income. Um, and that'll uh, impact your borrowing capacity, but I guess that the you know those those examples do demonstrate that there are legal ways to influence your borrowing capacity, and um, some lenders only want to see one year's worth of tax returns. Uh, so obviously, what I could do, potentially do if I want to maximise my borrowing capacity today, and I'm preparing my 2018 tax returns, what I do is think about all the things that I could do to maximise my income. Uh, taxable income at that stage, even even potentially not claim a tax deduction for some items, you know, like my mobile phone or something like that, in order to maximise my borrowing capacity. So as we approach the the season uh, for completing our tax returns for the last financial year, these are the sorts of things that we need to start thinking about. And more now than ever, I believe we need to sit down and plan out our borrowing capacity needs. So, you know, will we we need further borrowings over the next one, two or three years? And therefore, um, speaking to our accountant and our mortgage broker uh, to come up with a bit of a strategy and a bit of a plan. In the past, you, you don't, you didn't really didn't need to to plan that much around borrowing capacity because you know the the credit environment was much different than it is today. However, um, prior planning can prevent you being disappointed in the future. Now, you might find that you can do both, you know, minimise your taxes as much as possible and still meet your goals from a borrowing capacity perspective. And if that's the case, that's fantastic. But I guess it's just about asking the question and understanding the levers that you can pull to sort of change or manipulate 
to some degree, uh, how you're presenting your financial information in a particular year and, and therefore its its impact. So, you know, if I go and lodge my 2018 tax return uh, now, that's really going to dictate my borrowing capacity up until uh, January 2020. So it's going to be something I have to live with. So I've got to work out then, do I want to borrow money between now and January 2020? And if so, will the way I've dealt with income and expenses in my tax return, legally dealt with income and expenses in my tax return, either help or hinder my ability to achieve those borrowing capacity goals? So it's uh, it's a good example how that sort of integrated approach uh, works. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to use the same, you know, that these your accountant and mortgage broker need to be sitting in the same office. Um, but the point of this podcast is really make sure that you're the client, you are integrating that approach. You know what your plans and goals are, or hopefully do, um, and therefore you can make sure that uh, that they're going to be congruent. So uh, that's it for this week. Bye for now.